This is Plant-Based Briefing. Is cheese really good for our health? By Michael Greger, MD, at nutritionfacts.org. And I'm Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast for people short on time but curious about plant-based and vegan living. I narrate a variety of articles on the many reasons to live vegan with permission in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And today's is from nutritionfacts.org. They're one of the go-to places for nutrition information. They summarize the latest in peer-reviewed nutrition and health research with no conflicts of interest. There are no ads, no corporate sponsorships. They do it as a public service because they realize there's a lot of bias and confusing information out there. So now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. Is Cheese Really Good for Our Health? by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org. What's the real story behind the recent studies that show cheese has neutral or positive health effects? In my series of videos on saturated fat, I talked about a major campaign launched by the global dairy industry to, quote, neutralize the negative image of milk fat among regulators and health professionals as related to heart disease, unquote. As you can see in my video, Is Cheese Really Bad For You?, that campaign continues to this day with the publication of a meta-analysis demonstrating, quote, neutral or non-harmful associations between dairy products and cardiovascular and all-cause mortality, unquote, that is, death. How do we know the dairy industry had anything to do with this study? Well, it was published in a journal that requires authors to disclose financial conflicts of interest. So what ties were divulged? As you can see in my video, the following different types of industries that contributed were listed. Dairy, 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 the fourth largest dairy company in the world. Dairy, dairy, milk, beer, soda, McDonald's, dairy, 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 and more dairy. Oh, and the study itself was, quote, partly funded by the Global Dairy Platform, Dairy Research Institute, and Dairy Australia, unquote. So there we have it. The other big new study suggested that a little bit of cheese every day isn't just neutral, but actually good for you. And researchers in that study make it clear that they have, quote, no conflict of interest, unquote, despite some of the authors being employees of the Yili Innovation Center and the Yili R&D Center, with Yili being, quote, China's largest dairy producer, unquote, which makes it one of the world's largest dairy companies. How can cheese consumption be associated with better health outcomes? Most of these studies were from Europe, where a higher socioeconomic status was associated with a greater consumption of cheese. In Europe, they aren't eating cheese whiz and Velveeta. There, cheese is generally an expensive product. So who eats it? Cheese consumers are those with higher-paying jobs, those in a higher socioeconomic strata, and those with higher education levels all of which are associated with better health outcomes, which may have nothing at all to do with their cheese consumption. Higher socioeconomic groups also consume more fruits and vegetables and more candies, so I bet you could do a population study and show that candy consumption is associated with better health. Shh, don't tell the National Confectioners Association. Too late. Did you know that candy consumers have lower levels of inflammation and a 14% decreased risk of elevated blood pressure? This information is brought to you by the candy industry and the U.S. Department of Agriculture from our very own government, which props up the sugar industry to the tune of a billion dollars a year. It's like when the government uses our tax dollars to buy up surplus cheese. 
Paul Shapiro, CEO of The Better Meat Company, wrote a great editorial on this. Quote, imagine the following CNN headline, government buys $20 million in surplus Pepsi as demand plummets, unquote. The fictional article informs readers that our tax dollars will soon be buying up millions of unwanted cola cans, all as a favor to the flailing soda industry, which just kept producing drinks no one wanted. Quote, as outrageous as such a government handout to the soda industry would be, that's exactly what the U.S. Department of Agriculture is doing for the industrial dairy industry, unquote. Michelle Simon, J.D. MPH, produced a great report on how our government colludes with the industry to promote dairy junk foods. The federal government mandates the collection of industry fees for checkoff programs to promote milk and dairy. In fact, McDonald's has six dedicated dairy checkoff program employees at its corporate headquarters to try to squeeze in more cheese. That's how we got double steak quesadillas from Taco Bell and three cheese stuffed crust pizza and the Summer of Cheese ad campaign from Pizza Hut. These funds are used to promote junk foods which contribute to the very diseases our federal government is allegedly trying to prevent. Does it make sense to tell Americans to avoid foods high in salt, sugar, and saturated fat while engaging in the promotion of those same foods? Look, the meat and dairy industries can do what they like with their own money. The public power of taxation should be used for the public good, though, not to support the dairy and candy industries. Summary and Key Takeaways 1. The dairy industry's campaign to neutralize the negative image of milk fat among regulators and health professionals as related to heart disease continues, and the industry still funds studies like the meta-analysis that purportedly showed that dairy products have non-harmful associations with cardiovascular and all-cause mortality. 2. Researchers affiliated with the largest dairy producer in China, thereby one of the largest dairy companies in the world, suggested eating cheese each day isn't only neutral or non-harmful, but beneficial for our health. 3. Many studies were from Europe, where greater cheese consumption is associated with a higher socioeconomic status, since it's generally more expensive. Higher socioeconomic groups also consume more fruits and vegetables and have higher education levels and higher-paying jobs all of which are associated with better health outcomes. 4. Higher socioeconomic groups also tend to consume more candies. The candy industry and the U.S. Department of Agriculture have claimed that candy consumers have lower inflammation levels and a 14% lower risk of elevated blood pressure. 5. Taxpayer dollars prop up the sugar industry with a billion dollars annually. Similarly, the U.S. government uses tax dollars to buy tens of millions of dollars worth of surplus cheese. And six, the U.S. government has been found to collude with the dairy industry to promote their products. These checkoff funds are used to promote junk foods, which contribute to the very diseases our federal government is allegedly trying to prevent. Does it make sense to tell Americans to avoid foods high in salt, sugar, and saturated fat while engaging in the promotion of those same foods? You just listened to Is Cheese Really Good for Our Health? by Dr. Michael Greger at NutritionFacts.org, and I'm Marian Erickson, your host. This episode ties in very nicely to yesterday's, so please share it with anyone who might benefit, and thanks for listening.